The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Good evening, everyone. Nice to see some familiar faces here and some new faces around. Anybody that's here for the first time? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very good. Um, just for anybody that doesn't know what we usually do on a Monday night, we usually sit for about 45 minutes, about an hour kind of thing, and then after that we have a uh, short question and answer session, so you're more than welcome to think of some questions, ask some questions, um, yeah, and that's that's really about the strength of it. As anybody that's new has, uh, or anybody that's maybe even been here before, anybody uh, not meditated before? Is this the first time for anybody? Nope. You're all experts? Awesome. Very good. Makes my job a lot easier. Very good. Okay. So maybe with that we might, uh, we might take our seats. We might start the meditation then. And if you just find a comfortable seat, whether it's on the floor or on the chair, the main thing is to try to keep the back nice and straight, but also to be relaxed. And we can just start by taking a few deep breaths, really inhaling to our fullest capacity and exhaling, just to try to calm the body down and prepare the mind. And as we start the meditation, we can set the mind up first by making a wish or determination that we've come here to try to train our mind and improve our mind in some way, find some peace, find some calm. So for the next hour or so, any thoughts or concerns, worries that we might have, any doubts, <clears throat> then we'll just put these aside and we'll attempt to try to restrain our mind as much as we can and to relax and to let things go. Or whatever 
you feel comfortable with, just make a intention in your mind that you try to use the time the best way possible. And just for the next few moments, try to connect to the body and just what it's doing right now, to simply sitting here in this hall or at home. Can drop in and tune in and Notice what you experience. The weight of the body touching the seat. Or any temperature on the skin. Any sounds around you the sound of my voice. You can even pass your attention through your body, noticing if there's any points of tension or tightness. And if you do find them, just simply try to relax and release that tension and soften the body. And just simply allow the body to relax into this position. And take some time to notice your heart region and your stomach. Notice if there's any kind of weight there or tightness or knots. Any kind of pressure. And if there's any feeling state involved with that. And if there is, just take a few breaths and try to release any of that tension, that weight as you breathe out. 
there's any heaviness there, just breathe it out. Try to fill it with a lightness and a warmth. Now that we've settled in, we're feeling a little bit more at ease. You can place your awareness on whatever meditation object that you're most comfortable with. Might be the breath or might be a particular point of sensation somewhere in the body or in the heart region. could be a reflection of kindness, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Just for the next few minutes we'll continue practice with whatever method that we usually practice with. A particular method doesn't really matter. Rather, we're trying to develop this quality of mindfulness. This quality of awareness. This quality of awakeness. Whenever the mind wanders away from our meditation object, whatever it is, 
simply just notice and bring it back without judgment, without concern. So whatever object that you're most used to, just practice with this for the next few minutes.
continue to rest and settle in to your meditation object. Rest deeper and deeper into it. Allow it to flow and follow its natural rhythm. There's no need to force your awareness. Just let it be with your object. The greater you can let your awareness be with your meditation object, the greater the stillness the mind becomes. It wants to rest, it wants to settle, it wants to remain still. It doesn't want to move. It just wants to relax. Allow your mind to relax on your meditation object. Let it sink in. And if the mind drops the meditation object and just simply becomes still and one-pointed, there's no need to try to become afraid or alert. No need to try to wrestle it back or do anything more. Just simply allow it to be still. Allow your awareness to be as it is. remaining and resting in this point.
in the last few moments of the meditation now. I'd like to see if we could try to change the focus of our attention. We've been sitting silently for a period of time. We might be feeling some discomfort, some restlessness, some agitation. So just try to notice this, that this is a moment of suffering. Try to show some kindness to yourself, just like every other being that's on this earth, in some ways they suffer, even simply sitting here can bring up some agitation. As you think of yourself in this way as another being that suffers, you just try to show yourself some kindness. Just like if you had a friend who was troubled or in some kind of discomfort. show kindness to them, reassure them. Just see if you can extend that same wish to yourself. Try to really sink into that emotion of kindness, emotion of warmth, an emotion of care. And really wish yourself well. You reflect, you truly do want yourself to be happy. You want yourself to be free from suffering. So let this 
wish, fill your heart. Let it grow and expand. Allow it to permeate and saturate your whole body. This feeling of warmth and kindness. Now, bring to mind maybe somebody else in the room with you. Somebody that was maybe moving around and was having a difficult time. Try to reflect that this person who's near you or next to you, they want the same thing that you do. They want to calm their mind, experience some peace. they were experiencing discomfort in the meditation. See if you can extend this kindness to them, this warmth to them, this feeling of goodwill to them. This wish that they could be free from this discomfort and agitation. They could be free from this suffering. Again, try to fill your heart with these feelings of kindness and extend them to that person that's maybe suffering, who's near or who's around you.
and see if you can extend this warmth even further to everybody that's in the room. Essentially, everybody that's come here tonight has the exact same wish that you do. have come to practice some meditation, find some happiness, find some contentment, find some peace. Find some well-being. And they want to be free from any kind of suffering or discomfort, just like you do. And the exact same motivations. You're all connected in this way. can extend these feelings of goodwill towards everybody that shares this desire for peace and calm. See if you can let that warmth and Radiance fill your heart and extend out to others. And connect with them. This is the thing that connects us. That there is no real boundary there. We may be separated in other ways, but in this, this desire for calm and clarity and stillness and peace, this wish to be free from suffering, there is no separation for us here. There is that connection between us here.
Hopefully you all had a nice meditation. Any difficulties? Anybody get a lot of peace and calm and didn't want to stop? So this is usually the time where if anybody has any questions, you're more than welcome to ask me. You can just shout them out if you like. That's fine. If there isn't any questions straight away, I I am going to... Um, I have to apologize last week. Somebody asked me a question last week and it was getting late and I was tired and I just had a blank and I, I could not remember. And I, I, really, I really dropped the ball on the question. Uh, somebody asked me to explain, somebody online asked me to explain the, uh, in Buddhism, what we call the uh, eight, <clears throat> eight types of noble beings. And I couldn't remember for the life of me what they were. I could only remember the four kinds. Uh, and I, was, I just couldn't remember. So I'll try to do the, the question a little bit bit more justice. So what the uh, eight types of noble beings are in, in Buddhism is, in Buddhism we have this conceptualization that you know beings actually can achieve enlightenment. But in the Buddhist framework of this, there's different gradients of enlightenment. There's different, what we say, different levels of enlightenment. Um, the first level is something that we call a stream enterer. And this is where this individual has let go of a few certain negative characteristics in the mind. These are essentially eradicated. They're not something that will come back. And this is called a stream enterer. Um, then there's something called a, 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 a once returner. And this is somebody who's let go of more of the negative qualities in the mind. Um, and there's, then there's something called, somebody called a non-returner, which is the third level where they have essentially let go of most of the very coarse aspects of our existence, but then also some very refined states in the mind have let go of those. Um, they're called a once-returner because if they do pass away, they will never return to the cycle of birth and death. And then there's what's called a fully enlightened uh, uh, arahat or a fully enlightened awakened being that has er eradicated all negative states from their mind. So that's four levels. That's four levels. But then I, I, I couldn't for the life of me think, why, why is there eight? I can't remember. Um, so what makes up the eight is that uh, before each of those four levels, one is said to be on the path to that or one is sort of stepping up to that. So the, with a, somebody that what we call a stream enterer, the first level of enlightenment, somebody's very close to being that. So they're already like quite close on the path to actually do that. They're not quite there yet, but they're on the path to it. And once one has become a stream enterer, the first, uh, the first level of enlightenment, then they're on the path to becoming a once returner. They're not quite a once returner yet, 
but they're on the path to becoming, then they become a once returner, then they're on the path to becoming a non-returner, then they're on the path to becoming an, uh, a fully enlightened arahat. So it's essentially uh, in Buddhism what we call the paths and the fruitions. The fruitions is the levels of enlightenment and the path is uh, that leading up to that. Now you might ask yourself, well, you, you might think, well, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm not enlightened yet, so I'm not a, I'm not a stream enter yet. So does that mean I'm one of the, I'm at least one out of the eight? Like, uh, like am I just one out of the eight? Am I on the path to becoming a stream enter? Uh, to some, to some extent, yes. But if we're, we're probably going to get very technical that you, you probably wouldn't quite classify yourself. You have to be like really close. You might be, you might be really close and I don't know. So yeah, so awesome if you are, that's really, really great. Uh, but usually this is, uh, when you say somebody's on the path to doing this means more of the, all of the factors of the eightfold path are, are really almost perfected and they're gathered together really, really strongly. Um, so if you're like me and you're, you, you, you get an angry and you get annoyed and you get sort of you're grumpy all the time. It's like, oh, okay. well, I'm technically on the path to becoming a stream enterer, but you know, I'm, I'm still pretty far down the path. So, so, but it, essentially you are on the path where we just might be a little bit longer down. So yeah, I, I just had to do that question justice because I dropped the ball totally on it last week. So yeah. Anybody in the room have a question or? Thanks very much, Ajahn. Yep. Um, my question was, while meditating, when focusing on the breath mm. and the mind kind of goes astray and wanders, I only recognize that I've had a thought after the thought has passed. Yeah. Um, it's a good way of being aware of a thought while it's occurring, uh, instead of kind of after it's gone, it's like, oh, there was a thought. Yeah, in Thank essence, you. in essence, you're always sort of in retrospect with this thing. Like uh, the the reason, the reason you aren't mindful of a thought at the time is because you're not mindful of it happening. So it's always this kind of oh, hang on, I had that thought coming up then. So you're having another thought, thinking about that thought. So you're always chasing your tail a little bit. Um, so. How the question was, you know, how can you actually become more mindful of that thought when it arises? Um, this is something that is possible, but it does take a little bit more training. Um, you can essentially what you sort of have to do is the mind has to at least calm down a little bit. You have to have this kind of level of calm there where the mind settles, settles a bit and it settles in this just a, a very, it doesn't have to be very deep, but like a, 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 a decent layer of stillness and the mind will rest there and you'll be able to stay in that, you could say more in the present moment. What will happen is, is you're staying there and the, the thought will sort of come up and as it comes, because you have your awareness fully focused on the present, you'll notice it coming more. Um, but Essentially, if your mindfulness is very strong as well, as soon as you notice that it comes, it just dissipates as well. 
And that's what it truly means not to attach to a thought. It just, your the mind is calm, the mind is still, it just arises, you see it arise and just, just goes. There's no kind of, oh, that was a thought about my puppy or whatever it was. Oh, I need to go feed the puppy. It's, it's just like the image of the puppy just, just comes and goes. But you're actually aware of it sort of forming together. And if you actually can notice thoughts, you see how they start to, like they, they chunk together kind of thing. It's never this flash image of your puppy. It's this sort of half-baked image and then it sort of morphs into something else. But then it just drops away. So essentially, essentially, you can do it, but it just it does take a little bit more time. Your 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 mindfulness and your strength in your mind just has to be a little bit more calm and a little bit more strong, and it will happen. But you, it will you'll you'll potentially just sort of have the experience. It's like oh, that's what it's like. You might get a like a, a brief moment of it, kind of thing. And it's not like you have to be sitting in absolute stillness for hours and hours on end. You might just get a bit of calm. And it might just get calm for like a few seconds kind of thing. And then you, the thought comes in, oh, that's how it works. And with more practice, you can actually just become better and better at that. So, yeah, keep at it. You'll get, you'll, you'll get it. So, yeah. You did you have a question? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm aware of it, I'm trying to let go of the sensation. Mm. Um, there's this concept of libido and irritation. Mm. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll watch it, mm. and sometimes it, I just watch it. I don't know. Yeah. So the question was just for anybody that on online that may not have heard it. The question was asked is when you're meditating, uh, there's particular kinds of sensations arise, uh, potentially sort of itchily, itch, itchily, that's not a word, itchy, itchy, tingly sensations arise, uh, especially around the face area. And at times uh, he said he could uh, just be mindful of it and see it move and change and all these kinds of things. But other times it because there's because there's like an attention on it, you have to scratch and all these kinds of things. So uh, just ask, uh, you know, what should you sort of do in that situation? Any sort of insights around why that's kind of happening? That's a fair summary. Yeah. Well, it's um, one of the biggest kind of reflections, or one of the uh, uh, that you already seem to be doing and already seem to be noticing is is this thing isn't static it really is always changing and so we usually see these things as a solid process of ah my face is itchy or there's tingling all around my face and it continues to itch but the more the more awareness you actually have of it you actually see no this is something this is just this kind of pattern that changes and moves and morphs around and in those moments of mindfulness that you might have, you might actually be able to just let let it go. So oh, it's fine. It's it's just coming up. But then maybe when when it gets too overbearing, maybe you're actually paying more attention to it. That increases it. So it's it's like it's like anything. The more we pay 
attention to something, the more pronounced it actually becomes. And also the inverse works of that as well, of like the more you think don't pay attention to that thing, don't pay attention to that thing, the more it becomes salient in our awareness. So I get. I guess I should have caveated the whole thing as is, is like it's pretty normal. It's like you know, don't sort of freak out and go, oh, I'm meditating, and now I just get like itchy faces and tingly faces, and you know, meditation is the cause of my itchy face. Uh, it's it's like it's not it's it's not like that. It's probably it's probably more that your awareness is actually getting better, and maybe it is. I don't know if you're watching the breath or something. Your awareness might be gathering more to this area. And so you're just becoming more hypersensitive to the different, to the different sensations that are in that are essentially in the face region. Um, you can you can either do one of two things. You can actually pay attention to them more and say, oh, but paying attention to them in a reflective manner, as opposed to just be attentive of this thing of just watch it, just watch it, just watch it. If you're going to watch it, try to watch it in a reflective manner of this is something that changes. This is something that always changes. It comes, it goes, it arises, it passes away. There's no, there's no me controlling this itchiness in the face. It is just phenomena, just a pattern of energy that keeps changing. If you reflect on it on this way, it's that, that's when it can sort of break away and it just sort of dissipates. Um, uh, or there's the other there's the other option of just going just don't worry about it uh, refocus on whatever I'm doing you can you can do either either one of those things um, and then you know if all else fails just scratch your nose it's not a big deal so <laughs> sorry yeah hopefully hopefully that was helpful yeah. 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 Um, the the first thing that comes to mind is like I, I don't know because I, I like, the first thing that comes to mind is like you got hair so like it might be like I don't I don't have hair so I <laughs> so so I I don't know uh, but yeah that's just being facetious obviously um, yeah it's a it's potentially a good sign and it's a good sign that your awareness is becoming more attuned to these kinds of things because essentially we are essentially we are having these kind of buzzing warm sensations everywhere in your body at any one time. obviously there's different ones there's pain and all these kinds of things but usually if you're sitting meditating you're sitting in a comfortable place it's a nice warm room uh you're and so you're maybe just attuning into more of these you know warm and tingly sensations but you're right to to not to not to have the reflection of ah oh, I don't want to give this too much waiting and I don't want to give this too much importance I don't want to crave this thing. So I think if you if you sort of I get sim similar similar kind of advice you can look at this thing with some kind of wisdom. It's like oh this is just a this is a pleasant sensation. 
pleasant sensations don't last. If you sort of reflect on it, and this is something that continually changes, it's something that continually moves, then you know it will just change by itself. Um, it will just change. The more you reflect on it, the, it will continue to sort of, maybe it might get even more and more intense, it might get less intense, it might drop away. Um, but again, if you just watch it with wisdom, it will actually change. Um, the you know the a bit of a flip side to that as well is like there's the, you know, there's nothing wrong with having pleasant experiences in meditation either. Like if it's if it's good, it's like yeah, great. It's just yeah, good. You're doing something right. Like you're doing something right. This is um, it can't it can't all be it can't all be. I'm just being robotically mindful of of all my sensations. It's like if something feels good in your meditation, it's great. You stay with it. Um, it can actually be a there, it can actually be a useful tool. If you do practice and you do notice, there's a particular part of my body that feels quite comfortable when I meditate. This actually can be a useful tool outside of your meditation as well. So when maybe when things are going not so great, you can sort of tune back into that and go, okay, well, okay, these things are, things are sort of tumultuous out here let's see if I can get back to this, like the tingly head feeling, get back, or just at least put your attention back on that. And that can sort of recalibrate this kind of tendency to, to, to dive in and sort of fall into the mush of this sort of, the kind of tumultuous nature of the world that's around you. So you can use this pleasant experience to anchor yourself back if you are sort of, spiraling a little bit as well so it can be a good thing so yeah it's yeah uh, yeah that's yeah again but i just go there's like yeah it's, it's probably hair as well you know <laughs> I've got a mm. um, thank you for the meditation that was no, lovely no um i'm having some uh traumatic life experience mm. going on mm. and i find I was wearing headphones, mm. um, earplugs, yep. uh, covered with headphones so yep. that people wouldn't think that I was strange yep. and trying to calm my mind. Mm. And then I found beautiful music mm. and I'm just wondering... Like using music mm. in order to keep the mind stable. Mm. Uh, there was no music tonight, mm. so um, I did enjoy the meditation. But just um, in your experience, is it possible stay, to stay meditate in meditative state with the noise mm. that you're surrounded by mm. um, without having to drown it out using either earplugs or music? So is is it possible to just listen to the sounds in the environment, do you mean? Or is it more, is it possible to use something like some kind of soothing music as a form of meditation? Yeah, so I was trying, I have meditated a long time ago. I'm mm. just trying to get back into it. But I was mm. just finding that with the noise, mm. uh, I used to be able to meditate at any point yep. um, during the day and even sometimes while walking mm. very slowly. Mm. Um but I find that I'm unable to control my mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
um, to sorry to relax my mind. Yep. And so then I found the music, but I'm I'm just thinking like um. Yeah, is that something that maybe is just part of the suffering mm. that I'm having because I've never had that before? Mm. And is there a way that you can um, not be affected by your surrounding noise? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, well, it's good that you've already sort of found something that you know initially helps straight away with you know. Putting the earplugs in, you know, maybe even and maybe even listening to some kind of soothing music, like there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like if you find those things helpful, just yeah, just do it. Yeah, very helpful. Yeah. There's um, if you if you are having some sort of more extreme suffering, you do just have to do whatever you can to to sort of balance that back out. And whatever that is, you know, that's 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 sort of fine to do that. Um, you said you meditated before and you used to be able to not sort of be so worried about it. I didn't have trauma yeah. back then. Yeah. So it was very easy to, it was yeah. really therapeutic. Yeah. So how would you say the, the kind of the equilibrium's been knocked out and, you know, this is like a stressor that, you know, it's, that is just impinging on you a lot more. So whatever you can actually find that sort of at least get you back closer to that. That's 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 a good thing to actually do. Mm. Eventually, if you keep, if you just keep practicing with it, keep practicing with this. You know, putting the earplugs in, putting some music on when things get sort of uh, a little bit overbearing, mm. will sort of like tilt you back a little bit, and then maybe you w- won't have to rely on them so much, and then. Yeah not having to rely on them so much, but maybe you need to be in a more quiet environment, have less sort of external distractions or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then, you know, just sort of getting back in balance and it might get to the point where, okay, I'm in a quiet place. I don't, I don't rely on the earphones or the music or anything like that. And then all of a sudden I can start to maybe pay attention to the sounds in the environment. Say, for example, like the, just the air conditioning or, you know, the birds mm. actually, um, or, or the, the kind of general hum of the world around you. Mm. Um, you can actually tune into that and it's like, oh, that doesn't, you know, it's just sort of background noise. Um, and then it, with continued practice, it might get to the point of somebody's saying something and it doesn't really worry you that much. But mm. you're really, it's, it's because, because you're sort of uh, things or things are off kilter at the moment. Whatever you can do to sort of bring it back to that equilibrium, there's 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 nothing wrong. Definitely with it. found it here, no problem at all. But yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Just outside, it's very difficult. So yeah, thanks. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. I wear earplugs all the time as well. People come and like knock on the door and things like that, and I, I don't even know people are there. I live in a public place, and people like wander in there. It's like I don't even know they're there. I get earplugs in all the time. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's not weird, uh, it, and if, if if it's weird for you, I, like I'm weird as well, so it's okay. So, yeah. Any questions online or? Oh, cool, cool. Maybe enough time for maybe one more question. If anyone's got one. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking lately about like um 
basically some people I've met, they've like kind of mastered the whole equanimity thing. Like they're, mm. they're, they probably meditate every day and they mm. like, um, yeah, like they're quite, they've attained like a peaceful state of mind. Mm. And then I've, and I've talked to them and they have, they like, I don't get like the same clarity com- mm. compared to some people who not, they're not like that kind of peaceful. They don't give that kind of peaceful vibe. Mm. Um, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is like, basically I, I could, cons- I could, if I really wanted to, I could like completely change my lifestyle and just mm. live, live like I'd know what to do mm. in the right ways. Like I'd just, Eat, you know, whatever it is, like eat vegetarian only, you know, wake up very early in the morning, yep. sleep very same early night every night, like, mm. and follow all those, that sort of routine. Mm. But like, the reason why I don't do that is because following, following that lifestyle of like, say a monk doesn't mm. necessarily guarantee, like I've been told, doesn't necessarily guarantee enlightenment anyway. So yep. Like if I can just if I don't have to do it, then why should I do it? But at the same time, my current lifestyle so, sort of does occasionally give, bring suffering. So mm. it's like, yeah, I don't know if that does that make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like really, everybody sort of. So you 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 alluded to the fact that if you you do all these particular kinds of things, then potentially the whole meditation thing could go a lot better if you're. Yeah, uh, like uh, doing these kinds of habit, waking up early, all these kinds of things. But then maybe there's parts of your life where it's like, well, it's not so conducive to that. Really, everybody has to find a kind of balance with that, find some kind of middle way with that. So you said, yeah, it's probably not as conducive to become like a monk and and do all these kinds of things, and that's not like a guarantee. Um, but also, also letting yourself run wild kind of thing and do all these, you know, that's sort of not conducive to your, your well-being and your, your happiness and your, 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 the calm in your mind as well. So you do have to find a middle ground that's comfortable for you between, okay, here's some of the things maybe I should, the habits that I that I think are good and that I think uh, are conducive to me actually developing some of this equanimity, but also not imposing too much of these stringent kind of uh, uh, impositions on myself where I am maybe uh, uh, overdoing it a little bit, and I can still have a life and I can still be normal and I can still do all the things that I that I need to do. Um, so. Everyone does have to find their kind of middle ground, you could say, to actually develop that equanimity. And the thing with equanimity, um, it is a long-term thing. It's, you know, while, while people can portray, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm peaceful now and everything's going well and my, my, my meditation is going well. You have to look at that person again in like 10 years and say, are they still like that? You know, or something might happen in six months and all that equanimity goes away. So it's comparing yourself to other people 
it's uh, you know in any area of life it's 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 um while it can be useful in some ways of like okay maybe this is something i should develop but also in other ways it can be detrimental as well and so the equanimity that comes through practicing something like meditation this is something that really is developed over a long period of time and if if you can be equanimous over a longer and longer and longer periods you could say that's more the the kind of stable equanimity as opposed to like a temporary equanimity that somebody might be in for that might somebody might have been in for the past six months or something like that so again we are continually always you know the this whole path of practice is us continually going okay i'm getting too lazy i'm getting like i'm i'm sleeping in too much i'm eating too much i'm i'm being you know, talking too much okay i need to pull this back and swinging to the other end of like oh okay i'm just i i don't want to talk to anybody and i just want to keep, continue to practice and i'm swinging too far that way of of the meditation life so it's this whole long-term project of sort of swinging to both extremes and trying to get yourself to the most convenient middle ground for yourself. And the more you can stay in line with that middle ground for yourself, the more equanimity you will actually have. So it's a it's a it's a long it's a long-term process. It's it's not this kind of I'll change this 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 and I'll get the quick fix and I'll be equanimous. And it's not this kind of, well, I just, I don't need to do any of that either. So you do have to try to find that kind of middle ground, but it does take a little bit of time. So does that answer the question or? Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Sorry, I just have a quick one. Yeah, it's fine. Um, don't want to hold anyone up. That's all right. Um, if, you, if you're going to ask me about like the nature of the self or dependent origination, like every, everybody that asks the last question always asks this, like, uh, it's just going to be a quick one, but I'm like, yeah. what is the self? But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's it? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, I suppose uh, more in the sense of obviously, you know, everyone's life sort of come across difficult decisions or dilemmas yep. um, we have to make. And uh, a lot of time, I feel, you know, I get pretty easily swept up in, in thinking, like everyone, I guess, yep. thinking a lot about it, weighing yep. up pros and cons about these dilemmas or decisions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I sort of came, you know, tonight, especially just to, you know, sort of clear things and, and mm. see if it would give me some more clarity and perspective. Mm. But trying to articulate it into a question more so, maybe, um, you know, how do you see meditation being present and aware? Mm. Uh, how do you see it manifest itself in a way to also help gain more clarity over these yeah. things, you know, and, and be able to make these difficult decisions? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's as opposed um, to just giving into just thinking all about it mm, all the time. Mm. Yeah. Well, there, there is something to be. It, it's like that kind of thing, you know, when you you're thinking about a problem for a long time and you can't get it and like you go and have a shower or something and then all of a sudden you're in the shower and like oh that's the answer to that thing because you've put the problem down so to speak meditation in a way can work like that whereby okay i've got this particular kind of issue that i'm or this dilemma that i'm sort of working through in my life but just for now i'll try and drop that for a little bit and 
for a little bit and you know if you can sort of drop it for a little bit and get at least some sort of level of love of of balance there and stillness there then maybe a clearer alternative can come out it might not always be the exact right one but it might be you might get some sort of clarity a little bit more clarity on the problem because you've put it down a little bit there's there's the analogy that we you know tend to use a lot in meditation is like is like uh, that the mind is sort of like a dirty water and you know usually if it, if water's dirty obviously you can't see through it but the more it settles down the more you can start to see through and you can start to maybe see the the you know the the rocks and the 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 weeds or whatever that are in the bottom of the of the of the lake or whatever it is um because the mind has settled down and you can see things a little bit more clearly so meditation can work in that way it's it's not necessarily going to give you like a right answer kind of thing but it, it can just sort of pump the brake and pause and get a little bit of stillness there so you can maybe actually so maybe some kind of more yeah uh, you know, more more clear answer can actually come through itself as opposed to you working this thing out so it it can help in this way but it also also it's um uh sometimes sometimes it can be helpful actually like to sit and go okay well i've got this dilemma or i've got this issue that's happening i'm just going to put this down for now but at the end of this i want to have at least a little bit more clarity on it like it's okay to do that but sometimes if we do that you just spend the whole time ruminating about the thing as well so it's usually better to go okay i got this issue i'm going to put it down for now and i'll just practice being mindful of my breath or the sensations in my body or practicing loving kindness or something like that and then i'll go back to it later and go back to it with a little bit more clarity so um i usually myself i usually find that a little bit more helpful as opposed to okay let's sit let's get calm and let's work this thing out like it's yeah usually just sort of end up okay i'll sit i'll be calm and three minutes into it okay how am i going to work this thing out like so yeah yeah so hopefully that helps yeah, yeah basically just drop it yeah 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 drop it drop it and something clearer will will come about so yeah okay well good okay so we might call it a night then and thank you all for coming